Hello and you are welcome to Dan and Dara Doability. This is episode 34. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Hello Dan, back in the studio here in uh, TU Dublin, Tala campus. We are. Yeah. First full week of college over. First full week. It's been it's been good, but it's been intense. It has been. Really. Yeah. Mix of both. Yeah. Fourth year. Yeah. Really have to get our together. Uh, you know, yep. I think this is our award year now. This is where it's all going to, uh, <clears throat> as they say, hit the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Even a little bit frightening to think we won't be here this time next year. Yeah, that's interesting actually because we've had a few conversations about that and then it kind of comes up and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is a bit of a, a bit of a reality check. It is. It's kind of like it's all come down to this. As it is, say. yeah. And it, it almost feels like we have less to do. But there seems to be more of it. Yes. Yeah. You know, there when are even, even when you look at our, our our timetable, it's not particularly full. <laughs> yeah, like there's less modules. Yeah. To exactly. Do. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's more. There's more work within them. Yeah, there seems to be um, more immediacy to it as well. Yes, absolutely. And I think it was interesting. We had we had a lecture yesterday where the lecturer was talking about imposter syndrome and that kind of hit me and that was like well it's something that I kind of deal with a lot but it kind of hit me recently where imposter syndrome is you always think you're doing either less work or you're not as good as you think you are right when in actuality you're doing absolutely fine but she said that that's always the first thing that she starts with fourth years because, you know, it, it is so intense. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was it was interesting to like yeah. to be able to put a, a, a frame on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, we're good enough to be here and we're doing fine. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it, yeah, instead of kind of, holy crap, like everybody's doing better than I am and what am I doing here? Yeah, I think it's going to be a long year then. Well, not, it's not even a year, though. That's the thing, yeah. What, it's so what, 26, 28? Months? Well, 26 or 20, 26 actual weeks of college. So that's in the taken whole out, year or? In the whole year. In right. the whole academic year, it's only 26 weeks. Wow. So that's taken out the Easter break and the reading week, <clears throat> excuse me, Christmas, you know, that sort of thing. And then you've got to throw bank holidays into that as well throughout the kind of academic year. So it's not it's not really a huge amount. Yeah. So I suppose we do kind of have to keep on top of absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll be listening to other people panic and then it'll be increasing our anxiety. Yeah. And we're going, what do you mean? Who? When? I didn't. What? You said something about thesis? Oh my God. That as well. So it's, uh, it's going to be good fun. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Dan, you uh, came across another interesting one. Yeah, this is an article in the Irish Examiner by Elaine Kyo and the headline goes struggling family of teenage girl in power chair uh, refused government aid aid for adapted car due to outdated criteria Um, so this is um, a 15 year old girl Aoife Sage from Six Mile Bridge in County Clare who has a condition called EDS and this affects, it's a genetic, genetic condition that affects uh, the connective tissue 
throughout her body, including uh, joints, ligaments, and internal organs. And it's left her in uh, in constant pain, unfortunately. Um, the family had hoped to get a primary medical certificate. Um, and this gives uh, significant uh, discounts to these families in um when they're buying a vehicle for uh, a disabled person so the primary medical certificate allows um you to purchase a new or secondhand vehicle um to transport the wheelchair um that has been registered for the first time in Ireland that is exempt from uh, VAT, VRT, and road tax. And that's a, that, that's a significant chunk of money. Absolutely. You know, on top of, I know th- there's a huge talk here about the cost of being sick, or the cost of having a sick child, in her case, like a sick teenager. You know, being able to save that kind of money is massive. Absolutely, 100%. But they're not getting it. Yeah. Because they don't meet what they're calling is outdated criteria. Absolutely, and I, I after reading her, I would I would completely agree, um because let me read through some of it at the minute, um the first one that comes up is be wholly or almost wholly with the use of both legs, if it doesn't doesn't meet that one, be wholly with the use of one of their legs and almost wholly without the use of the other. Doesn't mean that I, it, the whole. Well, it, it just reads bizarrely. Yeah, it, it's it's incredibly. You know, have have the medical condition of dwarfism, and have serious difficulties of movement of the lower limbs. There's six. There's what? There's six points here in this. Yes. And I I just can't. I I had to read it three or four times after you gave it to me, and I'm kind of going. I still can't understand it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just for something that is goes along with something so broad and then you look at this criteria and it's like incredibly restrictive. Yeah. This only um applies to well when I say a handful that's not a handful but you know a very limited amount of people. Um so I would I would completely agree with the fact the, that the family is it's saying that it's it's outdated. Absolutely. Well, they've already awarded her a chair. Yeah. A power-assisted chair. Yeah. So somebody somewhere has acknowledged the fact that there is a need. Yeah. So this is the HSE have said, yeah, okay, we take all of these boxes over here. That's fantastic. Thanks very much. Yes, you need a power-assisted chair. Grand. Yeah. So what, I think, is it revenue we're saying that they don't meet the other criteria then to get the adapted vehicle? Yes. Now we know you you know more than anyone how important it is yeah to have a power power or an adapted vehicle to to get around absolutely and I suppose as you said yeah from personal experience um the use of an electric wheelchair and having an an adapted vehicle is a huge sense of like of is a huge sense of independence um and it's freedom though. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what that's what um Eva and her family have said is that once 
they were granted the use of a private chair, they were delighted because they immediately then applied for the the primary medical certificate because they go hand in hand with each other because what's the use of having an electric chair if you can't use it without yeah, pretty much. I mean it doesn't it doesn't uh, just like with you yeah. and your chair it just doesn't tie you to the house. Yeah. It ties everybody else. You could only go as far as your chair could go. Yeah. On a particularly good day. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna go say, right, let's go down to the shops <clears throat> in the pistons of rain. Yeah. Because that's not going to work either. So everyone is back, to, or you're back to a manual chair. And I suppose with a girl in her condition, if she's in such serious pain, yeah, you know, and if things can, uh, if things can dislocate and stuff like that, while she's been even picked up or transported or moved from, let's say, a manual chair into the back of a sit back seat of a car, I mean, that's just not, it's not good. Absolutely, I completely agree. And it's, it's like uh, the mum said, it's like there's simply no logic. In one department providing a power to fulfill a need, and then another side denying you the means to use it. So yes, they've been given, they've been granted a power chair, but it, it it's null and void if you don't, as she said there, if you don't have have the means to use it, which is it's not. And this is where it gets frustrating because it's the same issues again. Like, you think you're making progress and then you're you're back to square one straight away. Yeah, her mum said, you do not have to be paralysed to be disabled. The freedom we hope to gain not only for Aoife, uh, but for us as a family, was curtailed with the primary medical certificate application declined and again refused that appro- uh, uh, appeal. Sums it up really, doesn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. And even further to that, she said the criteria to be met for the certificate were, uh, were drawn up in the 1950s. Yeah, things have changed a lot. 2019? Yeah, since the Hello. 1950s. That's nearly 60 years ago. Yeah. Well, definitely 50 years ago, if you said 1950, okay. But, you know, things have changed. Requirements have changed. Needs have changed. I mean, 1950, would you have gotten an adapted vehicle in 1950? You certainly wouldn't have had a power-assisted chair. Absolutely not. Or freely available, yeah. I suppose, from the point of view. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's another thing is that, like, the Department of Education uh, provided you for whiskle transport. That's great. Her mum said if she becomes unwell in school, which is likely to happen uh, due to her condition, we have they have no means of collecting her. Do you know? She said, we cannot use the power chair to take her for appointments. She cannot use it to socialise. And she's saying it's basically useless without a vehicle to transport it. Mm. And from personal experience, I completely agree. And that's like a a completely different situation. Yeah. I suppose the irritating bit here as well, though, is that her mother um, has said uh, that other people with EDS had got the certificate. Yeah. So there's a big chunk of sort of inequality there somewhere to some degree. Yeah, it's and it, it screams politics. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Dan, let's not go there. But you're <laughs> probably right. No, in fairness, you're probably, you probably are right. Yeah. You know, but it's sad though that I'd have to come to the Irish uh, examiner and have that conversation to, to possibly get where they need to be. Mm. That's annoying. It's more than just annoying. Yeah, but no, not yeah. That, we're, that we're brought to this point. 
yeah. where, where we shouldn't be. They have the right of appeal. They've already done that. Now they're going to yeah. bring it to the ombudsman. So hopefully they will end up with... Yeah, I mean, it, it's progressing. Um, it's just not necessarily progressing in the way that is um, conducive to, I suppose, Eva living, uh, living her life to the fullest pos- hmm. to the fullest possible degree without any unnecessary dis- unnecessary restrictions. Yeah, and I I think that's something that I always come back to um no matter what your con your condition or situation is it's all about you as an individual being able to live your life to the fullest possible degree whatever that may be in your own head as i said there without any unnecessary restrictions yeah and this is the definition of an unnecessary restriction. Yeah. Plural, actually. Restrictions. Mm. Um, it's it's just baffling when you read it, like, 1950s. Yeah. It's, like, I just, um, so we we do wish Eva and her, her family all the best in fighting this. Um, and we hope that you get what you need and you get what you deserve. You have the right to it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%. So just to remind people then where they can find us. So you can find us on Go Loud. You can find that on the Google Play Store and also the App Store. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, we're hosted on SoundCloud. If you want to send us an email, you can. Dan and Dara do ability at gmail.com. Lovely, and we just want to thank everybody, and you, the listener, for listening. Absolutely. Terribly important. Not just sitting here talking to ourselves, which is fantastic. So, Dan, coming up Monday, we have the uh, Irish Wheelchair Association's um, Workability Conference in Crow Park. Yes. Which should be uh, an, an interesting morning's work, I think. All about uh, getting uh, people with disabilities into the workplace. Yeah. Really. Good line-up, I think, from uh, industry coming in as well uh, for, you know, I suppose, chats about right things to do and getting people into the workplace. Yeah. Uh, Particularly around access and things like that. And there seem to be quite a number of of companies interested, um, as you said, they're coming out. So... Yeah, that can that can only be positive. Lovely. Uh, and our own uh, Anne Hopkins, who we had a chat with uh, a couple of weeks ago, she'll be there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what she can bring to it. I mean, it's it, it, it's her it's her bag, I suppose, really now to try and get people into the workplace. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what she has to say. We'll definitely keep you up to date on that. Yeah. And it should be very interesting. And yeah, we'll come back and have a look at it next week and see what's fallen over. Um, you know. I'm sure there's going to be plenty said about it, hopefully anyway, that we can that we can find. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. So a fairly short one this week, I think, Dan. Yeah, uh, short and sweet. Yeah, short and sweet. Just given that everything that's going on for us as well, uh, we need to kind of get ourselves back in gear for college. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because I've realised a couple of things. I'm kind of going, oh, I have to do that, really? And I have to do that? 
By when? Tomorrow? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, this, this is gonna be a really interesting kind of week, I think. Yeah. So I think it'll be fair to give ourselves a break. And you the good listener. This has been episode thirty four. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you very soon. <laughs>